Well, hi there, and welcome to another edition of the Debt Matters Podcast, where we help Canadians find solutions to their debt with licensed insolvency trustees from across Canada. I'm Wayne Kay. Coming up in today's show, what happens to your debt when you die? Yes, who pays the debt of a deceased person? Uh, What should you do if you're the executor? Does the spouse or other family members of a deceased person have to pay the debt? We're going to learn about that and a lot more. My guest today, Derek Chase from Derek Chase & Associates, licensed insolvency trustee serving Vancouver Island, Sunshine Coast to BC and the BC North Coast. Thanks for being here, Derek. Hi, Wayne. It's great to be here today. Thanks very much for joining me. I'm looking forward to our discussion because this happens. This happens every single day across our country where somebody passes away and there's a lot of debt and you don't, we don't have any idea what to do with it. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a very practical topic because like you say, it does happen. It, it often just happens, um, you know, to a person not dying, but the person dealing with it deals with it maybe once in their lifetime. So there's a lot of unknowns and uh, it's it's good to get some background as to what you're facing if it's in your life. You know, it just, you just don't get that repetition to to get good at it. No, no kidding. And that's it. And, and, and we're already, you know, in the mourning process as well. So it makes it even more difficult. So it is a sensitive topic, but it is a topic that, as we said, happens every single day across this country. So, I mean, I wonder what the stats are. Are there any stats? I'm throwing this at you cold that about the amount of people that pass away with debt. No, I I don't know those stats, but um, certainly we do see it over the years where Mm -hmm. someone has a considerable amount of debt when they die. Other times, I'm sure people just have very modest sort of normal amounts on their credit card or whatever, but um, what we're talking about today is, you know, situations where the debt is an issue. And, you know, oftentimes it's a surprise to the people who are trying to deal with those matters after the person has passed away. And um, yeah, so there's there's some good takeaways from today so that people can can go forward in a in a way that is correct and also, you know, not a panic situation. Mm-hmm. It is, I guess this is important for family members to have the discussion before this happens to find out, you know, what they're, you know, how they're doing. Like my grandma, she just passed away, but my aunt was a co-signer on everything and on, on all of the banking. So she knew exactly what her situation was, which was a good thing. Yeah, I agree. That would be, you know, the ideal situation if there's that good communication within the family and, People are aware and you can talk about things ahead of time and, you know, just have that preparation. But unfortunately, that's not always the case. Unfortunately, you know, sometimes people are very private and and they don't want to talk about that or they're embarrassed to bring it up. And then all of a sudden the executor or the family is left left trying to, to clean up, so to speak. Yeah. So who who has to pay the debt of a deceased person? I'm, I'm assuming it just doesn't magically go away. Well, sometimes it does. You know, it, it really depends upon the person's estate and, and what their assets are. And so if a person passes away, they've got, you know, significant debt or quite a bit of debt, but they have no assets, 
then nobody's going to pay that debt. There, there's the estate uh, has no assets to to pay the debt, so the debt's not paid. And I think that's important to know that because collectors or sometimes um, lenders will try and pressure the family to make payments on the debt. And we've seen some real tragic situations where the surviving spouse is making payments on the deceased spouse debt, even though they don't have to. And it's, you know, it was a huge impact on that person's life that I can remember. So it's, it's not always the case that the debts have to be paid. And sometimes the estate is simply just empty. Hmm. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that. So I'm already learning on this show. That's what I love about this show. There's so much great information. But if you're married, do you, you're not responsible for your significant other's debt? No, to be responsible for debt, you have to be a co-signer or a guarantor. So even in, um, you know, not a deceased situation, if uh, if a spouse or a significant other is getting pressured to pay a debt, uh, we always recommend that they ask to see where they have signed for that debt. You know, well, show me where I co-signed for that. Show me where I guaranteed it. And if a creditor can't show that then then they can't collect they can't uh pursue them for payment but um so it's important to know whether you've signed or not hmm. yeah because a lot of times you don't remember mm -hmm. you know the now in other situations where an estate does have assets then it gets more complicated because it, certainly in bc anyway you, you can't be you can't be distributing assets out of a estate to beneficiaries if there's still debt in the estate. So as an executor or an executrix, you know, you, what we would recommend is that you get some legal advice straight away on that. But basically the estate, the deceased estate has to pay its debts before you can start giving out an inheritance. And otherwise in your role as executor or executrix, my understanding that you could become personally liable for the for the debts if if you're distributing assets to beneficiaries mm. while there's still debt. I've uh, seen this in families as well, where as soon as somebody passes away, they're trying to get into the money to start giving that away, give away the inheritance uh, immediately. But I think legally, aren't you supposed to wait uh, pretty much a year? I, I'm not 100% on that, but one would think you'd have to find out about what the debts are. Yeah, I guess we both have to be careful here not to be offering uh, specific state legal advice, but um, I think that's one of the reasons why estates take a long time to wind up is because there is a caution. Um, you know, you want to be careful not to distribute before you know everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. And so there can be a certain amount of time that laps just to make see if anything comes out of the woodwork as far as creditors. You also want to have um, some assurance that there's not going to be a big income tax bill. So, you know, these things all take time and and that's why inheritances often take years before they're actually paid out is, is there's things to potentially assets to be sold and taxes to be paid and, you know, everything has to be uh, accounted for before that distribution is made. Right. Are there other things we need to be aware of if you're the executor of, a, of an estate? Well, I mean, first of all, you don't have to agree to be an executor. You know, even though someone has 
put you in their will to be an executor or an executrix, you don't have to agree to do that role. You can say no thanks because, um, you know, when you take it on, you, you're really taking on potentially a, a big job there. Um, so that that's one thing to know. And then I think that the next thing is, like I mentioned earlier, is you immediately want to get some some good legal advice and accounting advice, really, on on what it's going to take to to deal with this estate. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about uh, the spouse, family members of a deceased person. They they're not on the hook at all then for any kind of a debt if they did not sign for it. That's that's our understanding of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, that's good to know. I, especially when you say that it does happen where uh, they do want that money and they still come after people and, and maybe you wouldn't know, right? So that's a, a good thing. What happens to the assets of the uh, deceased person when they have debt? Well, firstly, the estate assets would have to be used to pay off the debt. And um, so I guess I can give some examples of when we've become involved and on little larger situations, perhaps when there are assets to be dealt with, but there's more debt to be paid than what the assets are worth. So technically, technically the, the estate of the deceased is insolvent. And so the executor looks at this, they say, oh my gosh, I don't want to deal with this mess. And I'm not going to be distributing anything to the uh, to the beneficiaries anyway. So the executor can actually assign the estate into bankruptcy. Now, there's a bit of a process there. The executor does need the uh, approval of the court to do that. But it is a potentially a practical thing to do if there's lots of debt, but there's still some assets to be handled. And the executor just 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 does not want to handle it. So they've assigned it into bankruptcy. And then in our role as licensed insolvency trustee, we we wrap that up and distribute what we can out to the creditors. Okay. So when it comes to this, I didn't even know that you could declare bankruptcy after the fact. Mm, in, yeah. in death. Yeah, I mean, that's quite, quite interesting. So it, it would have to be a pretty bad financial situation or just not enough funds to cover. And then let's do some math here. So we're saying there's uh, $100,000 in debt and the assets are only 75000 Something like that would then go into bankruptcy or what would happen? Or, or give, us, give me an example of the numbers you're talking about. Well, every situation is a little bit different and um, it's probably not done for putting a, an estate into bankruptcy if the numbers are really small. Mm. Uh, in those sort of settings, we we would recommend that firstly, again, pers- a person gets legal advice, but you know, a practical thing to do can be to send notice to the creditors saying that this estate has no assets and is insolvent and you know, just have a communication that way. But, you know, I, I guess everything's relative. So numbers are, some numbers are bigger to people than others. Um, But, you know, we've done situations for um, dealing with a bankruptcy for the estate of a deceased for, you know, assets ranging anywhere from, I don't know, $15,000 to $100,000. So it's, it's, uh, it's all relative. You know, some people are even in life, some people are are feeling they're going to jail if they owe 
$12,000 and other people are quite comfortable owing a million. Like yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's, it's all a matter of perspective and, and what you're comfortable handling. So it's, um, I can't really cookie cutter that for an answer. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> well, that's all right. We tried anyway. I'm just, yeah. If, if I'm I mean, listening I, to I, this, I'd start thinking, okay, well, like what kind of numbers are we talking about here? Yeah. Yeah, I think the go-to answer there is is getting the advice, having the conversations with the CPA and with the lawyer and even having a meeting with the trustee and saying, you know, what which way can we go here? What's the what's the best way to handle this? And then as you said earlier, you're kind of in a fog anyway because of this event that just happened and you, you need some professional advice making these choices. So really lean on those people that have, have seen it before and can give the good perspective as to what's the best course of action. Mm-hmm. How about the CRA? Let's uh, end by talking about them. How, how do they uh, deal with this situation? Yeah, CRA is a Canada Revenue Agency. They're basically an unsecured creditor if, if taxes are owed and uh, there's a variety of income tax returns that can be filed when a person passes away, depending on when in the year they, they've passed away. So it does take some time for the, the dust to settle in, in a, many situations to see what amount of debt, if any, is owed to the income tax department. Um, many times I hear my CPA colleagues talking about uh, getting a clearance certificate from CRA in order to be sure that nothing's owed before they will move on to the distribution phase of an estate. Um, yeah, so I think it's worth getting some assistance from a professional accountant when you're dealing with uh, an estate that, especially if it's got some complexity to it, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't recommend an executor take that on themselves if it's if it's at all complex. Mm-hmm. So, but what's your recommendations then for us in life as we're getting maybe up there in age. I mean, obviously this can happen at any age where somebody passes away, but I'm going to make the assumption that if you do have the time, what's the best thing you can do to set your family up so they don't have this problem? Right. Yeah. So have some good conversations ahead of time, you know, certainly have a will and um, also let people know where the will is. I mean, that's a, that's another big one. But if you if you do those things, then it's going to be as easy as it can be for the executor. So it's just a it's a very good thing to to do to have those conversations ahead of time and and have things written down. Um, if not, if it's the other way around and you're the executor looking at a mess, then you you need some uh, professional advice and reach out sooner rather than later to the lawyer, to the accountant, and even potentially to the trustee. Terrific. Derek, uh, anything else you need to mention? I, I don't think so. You know, it's uh, it's uh, it's a topic that uh, does come up. So it's good to know these things, I think. Absolutely. Right on. Well, thank you very much, Eric. Thanks so much for your time today, Derek. Appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, my guest today, Derek Chase. And if you want to learn more or schedule a free consultation with Derek and his team, You can head over to the website, bankruptcytrusteebc.ca. And that's it for today's Debt Matters podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. And of course, for more information, you can always check out debtmatters.ca. Thanks for listening.